0: Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: On June 13th, 2022, Manchester City announced the signing of one tremendous Nordic meat shield. Exactly one year later, that tremendous Nordic meat shield had to help carry a man with a perfectly symmetrical face and the calves of a baby rhinoceros home after a three-day bender in celebration of Manchester City winning the treble which culminated in the most chaotic parade Manchester has ever seen. It's Wednesday, June 14th. I'm your host, Andrew Dutmer. I'm Joe Ritchie. And this is the City Report Podcast.
0: Unbelievable! Manchester United one, Manchester City six. It's two for Zeko. Tottenham Hotspur three, Manchester City four. They have made the impossible possible. This episode is sponsored by Beer Monster, your online home for all the best household beers at refreshingly low prices purchase today and get an extra five pounds off all orders with the code CityPod05. uk only 18 and over drink responsibly welcome on joe you and i haven't gotten a
2: chance to uh pod in a while and we definitely haven't gotten a chance to share our thoughts on uh, what was a pretty pretty glorious weekend so um let's just go ahead and dive in because we want to be efficient and we got a lot to cover so uh, what would you do for the match uh,
3: so I was home. Um, I mean, typically I am anyways, but for a match of this magnitude, I wanted to go down to um, the Boston supporters group, but uh, I was wedged between my, uh, my nephew's baptism and then uh, dinner with my in-laws. So I ran home from the baptism, turned on the game at home. Uh, I was nervous. I was happy. I was crying. I was pretty much every emotion you can imagine. And then zipped to, uh, to dinner with my in-laws. So watching it at home was, was okay. Still got to feel all the emotions, but um, something tells me you had a little bit more of a lively experience.
2: Yeah. So uh, I went to my local, which is uh, Chatham Tap on Massachusetts Avenue here in Indianapolis. If you're uh, a listener and you ever are an indie, definitely check them out. They have my favorite wings uh, that I've ever had anywhere. Uh, they're <laughs> phenomenal. Um, it was also a Pride weekend here in Indianapolis, so uh, the entire area that this pub is in was just incredibly busy uh, from about 9 o'clock in the morning onward. was still busy when we got there around 11.30 to get it in, um, basically chatted with some folks who, after the Pride parade, uh, were just getting lunch, and they were like, yeah, you can have our bar seats, so my buddy and I snagged the bar seats. Um, basically, the entire bar for the pub were was all the city fans um there were others scattered throughout all on the back wall were uh fans of every team not named manchester city or inter milan because there were also <laughs> no inter milan fans a lot of very salty arsenal liverpool and united supporters yeah. who were basically not rooting for anyone they were just rooting against city um like why even go out at that point yeah well so, which then culminated with um you know By the time the match had finished and um, victory had been secured and I was in a right state, um, (laughs) I may have been uh, shouting, take it at uh, all of them (laughs) as they streamed out of the bar. Good. Um, So it was a a good time. Um, But yeah, I mean, a very emotional day. I obviously, and I feel like we'll have to revisit uh, everyone's predictions, but I did predict Weeks ago that we were going to win the treble, so it's not like that this was like, months like, ago. In fairness to you, that was a, a while, while back. I mean, yeah, I mean, but also I have unnatural confidence, so it's <laughs> you know, like if you ask me right now, are we going to win the quadruple? Yeah, we're winning the quadruple <laughs> next year. Like, uh like, yeah
3: there's actually six trophies, Andrew. So if you want to predict them all, go for it.
2: I, I think technically there's seven because okay. you've got Super Cup, Club World Cup, Charity Shield, Premier League, oh my Champions God. League, Carabao <laughs> Cup, and FA Cup. So, what is that, uh, the sep, septuple, yeah, the septuple septuple okay. we're coming for you. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, let's not belittle the achievement and what this means. Um, I don't know about you, Joe, but you know, my thing is I can understand why some people want to put context here uh, for a whole host of reasons. And I don't think all of them are invalid. I think there are absolutely valid reasons to, for fans of city and not city alike to have their own individual thoughts on what the achievement means. But I think for me, the biggest thing and the thing that can't be overlooked despite your feelings overall is what this achievement meant to the players and seeing them collapse at full time. And then the absurd celebrations that have been basically going on nonstop since Saturday. Um, it just, that shows you how much it means and why we watch this sport and why we love it.
3: Yeah. And, and in the weeks leading up, you know, I, we had had the conversations on this podcast about, you know, where does the champions league rank? Do you prefer, do you, you, know, would you rather see city win the premier league or the champions league, if you had to pick? And, you know, I think amongst this, this podcast, we were kind of split. Um, and I think people were kind of starting to lean more towards the champions league. And I was one of those people. And my reasoning was always, I, I just, it's obvious how much the players have wanted it. They've vocalized it since they joined city, you know, players, look at a, a club like city because they're always competing in the champions league. Yes, this was the first year that they won it, but they've always competed. They're usually showing up in semifinals um, every year at, at worst. Um, but to get it over the line, just that, that raw emotion. Um, it was funny, like ninety three twenty. it felt like it was more like jubilation. And, you know, I, I I'll never forget Joe Hart, just sprinting around the pitch, meeting cliche, but it felt like this was just like, a release for all of the players, you know, you could tell that there was definitely that, that burden of they've won everything there is to win, but this competition and if had it knock on their way, it just felt like it was another step. I don't want to say backwards because that's totally not fair, but you know, not what they were looking to do as a club, as, as a collective group. And, you know, you see the pictures of Akanji and Ake hugging at full time, Ederson, you know, in tears being met by his, his fellow goalkeepers, um, it was just raw, raw emotion. And I don't know about you. I was thinking about it before we got on the podcast. I, I was actually thinking about it on my drive home. Like ninety three twenty f- was amazing for a million reasons. But I think where that wasn't as expected, um, I didn't really know how to react. But for, for me, with this, this particular win, and obviously the bigger picture being the trouble, but the Champions League, it just felt like it was this, this burden that weighed on the club for so long we knew they could win it whereas in 2011 2012 we didn't know what was going to happen but we knew they could win the champions league it was just about getting over that hurdle so for that to that final whistle to blow it just felt like like i just lost it emotionally to be honest with you i mean i was bawling my eyes out just and, and obviously we saw it with the players the staff um the fans it just it, it felt like this weight that needed to be lifted and i'm so glad it happened and you know to cap off a treble too is the perfect way
2: to do it Absolutely. And I think in a way, there was even a bigger weight with the Champions League, not on City, but on Pep, because he was bearing the weight of City not having yet won the Champions League, despite the investment and the great players we've had and the opportunities we'd had, you know, largely under Pep to win this. But still, you know, he felt all that. But then he also felt all of the stuff about his legacy and his standing globally of idiots who think both for City and for Pep, that somehow not winning this knockout competition diminishes their quality overall. City were not the best team in that Champions League final, but they were the best team in the world this year. And so winning the Champions League final, like, yeah, the best team over the course of the year won the Champions League, but the best team in that match did not win it. Um, And Pep has multiple times been the best team and lost at various points on the Champions League because as he talked about in uh, his tremendous C- CBS post-game interview, like it takes a lot of luck to win the Champions League. Um, you know, and they asked like, what is difference? And he says, we have four defenders who really like to defend now with the way that this set up. Like this team was would have thought that's what to- Pep would say after a Champions League victory. I mean, but in a way it's fitting that City and Pep win this Champions League, not with some overwhelming uh, show of offensive firepower. Like it's not like we won this the way that we... Blue teams off the park in 1819. Right. We won this because Pep has turned John Stones, Manuel Akanji, Ruben Dias, and Nathan Aké, all of whom were easily purchasable by other clubs. Were not rated by other clubs to the degree that City rated them, and he has turned them into absolutely world cl- like a world-class all-time defensive unit in the back. Like they're just unreal. And Ederson and I think you meant to say John
3: Stones, Champions League team of the season midfielder, when you were saying his name. Just I think you. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, as I uh, tweeted that John McKenzie, when someone was talking about how uh, uh, Holland can't learn how to uh, run into the right seam because then he'll be unstoppable, I said, no, no, no. He needs to leave the right seam open so that John Stones, as the second striker, has that <laughs> space to run into next season. Yeah. Because uh, it's obviously like. He's played everywhere now it's the next other progression. than at forward. Yeah, like <laughs> he, He's just going to play the entire pitch up and down the entire time. Yeah. But no, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. But that's one of the things that has made Stones incredible and such a – I mean, the reason City won not just the Champions League but probably all three trophies this season is what John Stones brought to this team when he came back in. But all of that credit still has to go – I shouldn't say all of it, but the majority of the credit for all of the performances that were put in, in that Champions League final – goes to Pep for instilling discipline and belief in this squad that they could do it. And, I mean, you talked about how 93-20, like, we didn't believe that it could happen. Like, it was a sense of pure joy and excitement. Like, we didn't know what to do. You know, winning the FA Cup this uh, year against United felt like that was just relief. We were like, thank God
1: we
2: won and, you know, we beat United, right? For me, this Champions League, like, the way I would describe it is just not knowing how to feel like I just didn't know it's how, like that cause... like Ricky Bobby clip like I don't know
3: what to do with my hands like that's basically how I felt just with my entire set of emotions
2: yeah well I, to me the the way I heard it best articulated was what Jack said in his CBS post game interview when they asked him about like what it felt like and he said you know it's weird because you we didn't think about winning the treble. Like you're thinking about winning the Champions League and then you win the Champions League and then you also realize you've won this treble. Like they were taking it one game at a time. And sure, like I said, yeah, we're going to win the treble. But I didn't think about what that meant and how that would feel. And it was like, you know, winning the Champions League was such a big thing for this club. But winning it the first time and doing it as part of a treble to match, you know, what a certain club across town likes to say is their own. Like they held that as their achievement above everybody else. And suddenly not only do we finally get the champions league, but we match the treble. Like that's, I just, my brain couldn't process it. That I still don't know that it's fully processed that days later.
3: No. And I know the guys have been talking this week, like, you know, on, on prior episodes this week. So certainly go check those out on Monday, Tuesday, but you know, like when, when does this set in? Because obviously it's not something we've experienced before, both the champions league and a treble as, as city fans. But, um, it's one of those like it, it might not be till we're back in the Champions League next season for me to, to be totally honest. Like obviously I've, I, I understand that they want it and, and I've reveled in those emotions, but I don't think we can truly appreciate just how special it is. You know, when we get that end of season documentary that comes out from city and we see like Pep coming out after the Spurs game and basically publicly tearing his team apart when, and past documentaries, he's always said, He would never do that. Like all the things that have changed and this season feels like it lasted years. It wasn't the best first four or five months. I mean, it really wasn't the city that we expected to see. Um, There was multiple iterations of this team along the way, but it it just felt like that gear that always switches went into overdrive and in April and, and Pep found a right system and credit to him where that system that he set up that you were talking about earlier, you know, four defenders who love to defend, I would have never imagined that happening. I knew that Pep could tweak little things each season. And we've seen, you know, um, we've seen the false nine. We've seen that fluid 4-3-3 system. Um, You know, even earlier this season, we saw a little bit of a two-striker setup. But to go in the direction that he did, it felt like, to me, he had the Champions League in mind um, with with that tweak. Obviously, it it won them the Premier League and won them the FA Cup as well. But I think that Pep understood, you know, we're not going to be able to have 70% procession to win a Champions League final we're not going to be able to have 30 shots on goal the last four or five finals I think it was all ended 1-0 they're cagey affairs that you have to you have to want to suffer through and 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 feel that you know it's not always going to go your way and it just felt like the club almost needed to lose in 2021 as crazy as that sounds to to get across the line this time around and and know that it's not going to go your way for 90 minutes
2: absolutely and uh, with that Uh, We're going to wrap up part one there, and in part two, we'll be back to talk about what this could mean for City going forwards and the trophy parade.
0: This episode is sponsored by Beer Monster, your online home for all the best household beers at refreshingly low prices. Purchase today and get an extra £5 off all orders with the code CITYPOD05. UK only, 18 and over, drink responsibly. Welcome back to part two of the City Report
2: podcast. If you haven't already, please uh, subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. Leave us a rating and review. It's most appreciated. We've been putting in a ton of work this season covering it. And it really does mean the world to us when you tell us how much you enjoy the coverage and what you enjoy about it and everything else. And also follow us across all the social media platforms at City Report Pod. Now, Joe, at the end of part one, we were talking about kind of how we suffered through this Champions League finals, the players, you know, we get there, they win. Do you think that moving forward that we won't necessarily see city play with that fear or concern because suddenly, you know, this squad, even if we add some new names, which we like, will this summer and some people will leave, like they have won a champions league. They know the club has won a champions league. There won't be necessarily that pressure that has existed on this current crop moving forwards. And, Everyone said, oh, well, you know, losing in 2021, that prepared them and they're going to play better this time. Really, they, I mean, the team did play better and obviously the outcome was better, but still, you know, that was not the level that City could reach. Do you think that maybe it is easier now for City to go on and win subsequent Champions League titles?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's not to take it for granted or assume that just because they did it this year, they'll be able to do it, you know, like it's the Premier league and do it multiple years. But I think we've seen in the past couple years under Pep, especially this club, take serious strides forward in the Champions League knockout stage. I mean, this season in particular, I've said it, I feel like every time I get on the pod, but, you know, you look at the aggregate score of, you know, the two ties against Leipzig, two ties against Bayern and two ties against Madrid. It was like 17 to three. I mean, the you wouldn't ever have imagined city doing that even in the first couple of years under pep. Um, And and so they've only continued to go farther and now to get it across the line and get that victory to me. Yes. I think is, is huge because it it is such a difficult competition to win. We've said it time and time again, it doesn't always have to be the best team in the world. More often than not, it's typically not. Um, I mean, inter were a couple of breaks away from, from winning it. And I don't think anyone would have picked them to make the quarterfinals, let alone the finals, this season. Um, but I think for city, you know, you're retaining a core group of players, um, who will want to continue to win it. And, you know, we've seen it time and time again with the premier league, for example, people always said, Oh, well, they want it. You know, will they rest on their laurels? Will they say, Oh, we got it. We want to prioritize other competitions. No, (laughs) they keep coming back there three years in a row in the premier league. There's no reason they won't have that same mentality in the champions league. And, um, you know, big game players, you know, Rodri, for example, the, you know, the winner, right. He, he's still going into his prime. Um, you know, we saw De Bruyne, arguably City's best player, you know, go off early who came on Phil Foden in a midfield role um, in, in a role also, or a performance that we haven't really seen from him in midfield of slowing things down. I mean, that goal is a pass from Gundogan in the box that typically he potentially turn and go back at goal dribbles it back 20 yards, gives it to a Kanji who breaks the line. Would we have seen that last year, two years ago? Probably not. So I think just as a club, you know, the players are evolving, but also that mindset of, of getting one across the line is going to be totally critical.
2: Yeah. I will say that uh, Phil not putting that chance away. I, I don't hold it against them. He, he didn't do You're a bad job. you talking off the spin? But yeah. But if he had, if he had put away his chance, like yeah. that's an all time champions league goal. That's in every highlights package mm-hmm. for every champion. Like, they play that every year. If that yeah, goal goes slightly in, slightly
3: hold it against him. Only, and I'm joking, but only in the fact that Phil is one of our more clinical goal scorers from midfield, or mm-hmm. of the midfielders. And it just felt like that was the position he wants to be in. He has it on his left. He always puts it across the net, and just he didn't have it. But yeah, that term was beautiful.
2: But yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I think this it does just unlock something that we are now a Champions League, European Cup winning club it it changes the mentality pep has talked about how he had to instill a culture of winning which is why he took takes every competition so seriously because every competition does matter every trophy you win builds the confidence right and you look at the the future for city and you know we'll talk a lot this summer about who could stay and who could go but you think about someone like Phil who has i don't even know how many trophies now as a 23 year old <laughs> like i mean it's just like a it's lot. an insane amount Rico yeah. Lewis in his first season wins literally basically everything he could have won. Mm-hmm. Julian Alvarez literally has won everything you can win in football <laughs> yeah. as a South American. Like he's, he's done like peace. I, yeah. I don't like he, he could do nothing ever again. Uh, you know, Scott Carson, maybe he gets to pick up his third champions league, uh, right. winners and medal next year. I, that You know, I don't know if you saw, um, I think it was Sam Lee. I know it was an article in the athletic
3: talking about, you know, when Pep first came to the club, um, he played back a clip from the final day of the 15, 16 season when city just barely qualified for the champions league, getting in that fourth position. And he pointed out, he goes, De Bruyne was the only one who had any sort of you know, celebration. And it felt like from that day that Pep had to instill in the players, the, not that I'm sure any of them didn't want to be in the champions league, but instill the importance of being there year after year. It's not acceptable to be fourth in the next year fallout. Um, and when you're in that competition, you can't take it for granted. And, Yes, it took seven years to get there, but you know that he was laying the groundwork from from really day one, and um, I just thought that that was a an interesting snippet that was that was called up because it, it felt like the club always prioritized the Champions League, but I felt like Pep really wanted to get his feet wet in the Premier League first. Um, and over time, now they've gotten to a point where you know they've won the Champions League. Like you said, can they go? Can they go and do it again next year? Certainly, will they? You know, who knows? There's still a long, long way to go, but. Um, it just feels like this shift in mentality
2: across the club that there's no competition. They can't win. Absolutely. And, uh, speaking of, uh, Pep instilling a sense of celebration, uh, the trophy parade, um, online coverage did not go totally to plan. I would imagine. Um, now with all credit to the club, uh, I imagine basically everyone in the media team. And actually we know that because follow most of them on social media, saw most of them. Uh, they were all scrambling to get back to Manchester from Istanbul in time for the parade. Like, Els literally posted how her flight got canceled. She had to get on another one in a different airport, had mm. none of the stuff she needed to do her job of presenting the trophy parade. I imagine, you know, Natalie Pike and, you know, all the other presenters felt the same. Netta Manua looked like he was just completely out of sorts still um, from the trip back. Like, so, you and
3: the know, the weather it, was shit.
2: Yeah. And honestly, I think 90% of those issues were just like they couldn't control Like they said, oh, yeah, we've lost the link to the uh, first team bus because of the weather. Like, they, yeah, it's like, yeah, they what what could city, you know, do? I mean, maybe there was better equipment they could have tried to use for this or. But like at the end of the day, they're scrambling like they knew the trophy parade was going to happen if they won, they win. But now like that, it's a totally different level. Right. Uh, it still produced some incredible moments. Um, I mean, one just every photo and video that the guys themselves posted on the bus yeah. is just phenomenal. Jack
3: going live on Instagram was was hilarious, as expected.
2: Yeah. Um, you know the the coverage they had inside uh, worked fairly well for the most part. Um, there were some great moments. Troy. They brought Troy Hawk back. Um, both on there which that segment was great um highly recommend you go back and watch I think it's like an hour 52 into the the link for the video um but then also they brought him back on the trophy bus which broke poor very very hammered jack Grealish's brain <laughs> to see him again yeah um so that was great uh it was I enjoyed that moment for how many of the players remembered him right and like were clearly like all of them were pretty stoked. Like John Stones like gave him a, he told like, goes like, give me a cuddle. Like goes in for yeah. a hug on the guy. Nathan so, like, Ake that- like quoted exactly what he said to him in preseason. Like, yeah. yeah. And then that-, that was fun. Although, I mean, the best moment goes to Calvin Phillips. Who, yes. Much <laughs> like Jack Relish last year entirely justified his transfer fee yes. with one moment during the trophy parade because leading the Johnny Stones chant and, and dropping the F-bomb was just, yeah. like, yeah, not you even knew it was sensory. coming. Um, I, I did enjoy that Natalie Pike, like, I think she knew that there. she had no hope. There was no stop <laughs> So she just walked away. She's like, I'm going to be off camera for this. Yeah. It's not my fault. Not my problem. Also,
3: we had, um, like, a discussion before the parade about, you know, who was basically going to be the biggest degenerate. <laughs> and I don't think we listed Calvin Phillips in the in the poll. And, you know, hey, credit where credit's due, he showed up.
2: You know, yeah, Calvin Phillips was their party. He, he was, put in
3: a full ninety minutes. You know, it, it was about time. So
2: yeah, it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit of a bummer for those of us that aren't in Manchester that the coverage was not great. But we, you know, still some enjoyable moments and clips, and the City are still sharing stuff, and we've got plenty of time to celebrate and see videos of what these guys are going to do with their summer breaks. I'm I'm hoping for a tour akin to what you saw Ovechkin do with the uh, Stanley Cup, where it's just uh, all over. Europe with Jack Reelish as he uh, is drinking various liquids from it. Um, I'm pretty sure they're
3: looking for the, the lid to the FA Cup uh, is the rumor that I saw today that they, they lost the lid. So Is that
2: actually a thing?
3: I saw that on, on Twitter. So uh, that could be the latest and greatest
2: mystery that we have to solve. Oh no, that's uh, yeah. that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I hope at least if it got lost, I hope it got lost in some spectacular fashion that we one day find out about. Like it was yeah. being used as a. Jack thought it was a boomerang, and it just turkey. didn't come back. <laughs> he's a, uh, you know, he's he's something. Uh, our Jack, but uh, that's probably a great place to end this. Um, Joe, it's been wonderful chatting about cities. Uh, trouble, which still feels crazy to say with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Happy to, happy to cover it. I think um,
3: I know we have a couple more episodes coming up this week, but um, certainly go back and, and like I said, listen to the Monday, Tuesday, and then, you know, we'll, we'll be, I think disclosing what our summer plans are in, in due course, but um, definitely look forward to the ones we got coming this week. There'll be a really good one coming up on Thursday. um, just talking about UEFA and um, kind of the, the fan experience or, not so great experience. So keep an eye out for that as well. And yeah, no, great, great to
2: chat with you, Andrew. Absolutely. And yeah, like Joe said, we've got some great uh, pods uh, planned for the rest of the week. We'll announce the plans moving forward for the summer while um, we take a little bit of a R and R break ourselves and uh, hope you enjoyed this and uh, enjoy these moments and continue to celebrate the trouble because like we mentioned, it probably hasn't sank in yet, but, uh, all too soon, we're going to be worried about uh, all seven trophies next year. So um, <laughs> we got to got to take advantage of this opportunity while we can. So um, hope you enjoyed this episode, guys, and um, yeah, enjoy.